Welcome back to Better Wealth Reacts. My name is Caleb Williams, and I'm going to be reacting to Matt Walsh talking about tipping. Have we lost our mind? Um, I'm going to share my thoughts. Um, I have some countering opinions. I have some agreements, and, I, and I'll wait for my final thoughts at the end of this video. But without further ado, let's jump into hearing Matt Walsh talking about how we may have lost our mind as it relates to the tipping culture in the United States. I For the last few years on this show, we have been covering what I would call the pandemic of pointless tipping. Now, it used to be that tipping was expected only if you were at a sit-down restaurant or ordering a pizza for delivery. It's a simple time back then. Everybody knew the rules and expectations. You were asked to leave a tip only in very limited and specific circumstances, which meant that uh, you, could, you could tip generously when those occasions arose. It was a win-win. The waiters and pizza delivery guys, they made out pretty well, and uh, you had the opportunity to feel magnanimous. I used to tip upwards of 25%, even more, for most tipping situations. I was essentially a philanthropist back in those days. Now, I don't know where your thoughts are. I've always tipped 20%. I, it's really like if there's amazing service, I'll tip more. But even for, you know, if I'm at a restaurant and it's mediocre service, for some reason, 20% is what I thought was the standard. Let me know if that's a high tip, if that's a medium tip. Like, I'm, I'm just curious your thoughts on 20% being standard across the board. But then the dam started to crack a little bit. And suddenly, places like coffee shops were putting out tip jars and, uh, you know, why do I need to tip someone for pouring me a coffee? I could do that by myself. I'm more than happy to. Let me behind the counter. I'll, I'll handle Especially it. Especially when the coffee's $5. Nobody ever bothered to justify the coffee shop tip jar, and we didn't have time to stop and think about it because next thing you know, sit-down restaurants started offering to-go options, but they still wanted tips even for that. We used to tip the waiter for serving the food. Now we're being asked to tip the guy who simply hands a bag of food across the counter. And we got to tip the same for that, we're told. Tipping had already gotten out of hand, and we hadn't seen the worst of it yet because one day, seemingly out of nowhere, all at once, Every store in America started using touchscreen tablets at checkout, which makes it uh, even easier to add a tipping option. And this was the moment when the dam finally gave way. The simple, innocent days of tipping only on pizza night or date night were gone, and now everybody wants a tip. Every cashier at every store suddenly turns into a, a panhandler. The Is this true? Like, do people tip at grocery stores? Because I, I, I do know, like, there's some stores that maybe include this, but like Walmart or other grocery stores, I didn't know that there was a tip option. It doesn't matter if you're at a bakery or a coffee shop or a fast food place or an airport or a supermarket or a gas station, a hardware store. They all want tips. They've all decided that inflation hasn't made life expensive enough as it is, apparently. And even as these industries intentionally make their already too expensive goods and services even more expensive, the quality of the goods and services declined. The website retail, RetailCustomerExperience.com reported last year on a poll of over 96,000 consumers, which found that the quality of customer service has dipped dramatically. So if you've noticed a significant increase in the number of customer service workers who are totally disinterested and generally incompetent and often openly angry at you for walking into their establishment to begin with, that's not your imagination. Like, we've all noticed the same thing. And yet, at this precise moment, when service has never been worse, we're being asked to pay more than we ever have for it. But at least if you're tipping a, um, you know, sullen and lazy customer service employee, you're still tipping an actual employee. You're tipping someone. You're tipping a human being. Increasingly, even that is starting to change. The Wall Street Journal reports this week, quote, quote, tipping at self-checkout has customers crying emotional blackmail. Zero interaction with employees during a transaction no longer guarantees freedom from the moral quandary of how much to tip. Prompts to leave 20% at self-checkout machines at airports, stadiums, cookie shops, cafes across the country are rankling consumers already inundated by the proliferation of tip screens. What I've found in these, in these tip screens is they're very, very smart. They'll either do 20% if it's a high balance, or if it's like a coffee, they'll do one or two or three dollars. Whatever is usually higher for the business, 
or the team member? And, and that is a really good question because when I tip at a coffee shop, I don't actually know where that money is going. I, you almost assume that that money is going to the team, but it could just be a way for the businesses to make more money of voluntary tax on coffee or food. Business owners say the automated queues can significantly increase gratuities and boost staff pay. But the unmanned prompts are leading more customers to question what exactly the tips are for. They're cutting labor costs by doing self-checkout, but what's the point of asking for a tip? And where is it going? Says Ishita Jamar, a senior at uh, American University in Washington, D.C., who has noticed more self-serve tip queues at restaurants she frequents. Tipping, research, tipping researchers, that's a job apparently, tipping researchers, and labor advocates say that so-called tip, tip creep is a way for employers to put the onus for employee pay onto consumers rather than raising wages themselves. Companies say that tips are an optional thanks for a job well done. Job well done? Well, who did the job at a self-checkout machine? Me? If anyone should be tipped after I use self-checkout, it should be me. And I really should get a tip because I'm very efficient on the, uh, the self-checkout, okay? Unlike a lot of people, and they're in front of you to self-checkout, you know that's going to be a problem. It's going to be there. They bag each thing slowly and individually and all that. I, I speed through that thing. It's one, of my, it's one of my best skills. And I've already taken on the role of the employee when I'm at the self-checkout machine. I'm scanning and bagging my own items. So the, the, the store should be tipping me for my labor, not the other way around. Self-checkout has always been kind of a, a time of internal emotional conflict for me because on the one hand, I appreciate how self-checkout caters to my antisocial tendencies. So I like that. I don't have to talk to anybody. That's great. On the other hand, I think it's certainly a, a generally unhealthy thing for society to replace human, human jobs with machines. I don't think that's a good trend. Okay? It doesn't go anywhere good. And besides, I sort of resent being asked to do the job of an employee without being paid for it. Soon we get to the point where Walmart expects the customers to come in at 3 a.m. to unload the trucks and stock the shelves and mop the floors, and they'll still ask us to leave a tip at the end of it. And most people will. See, that's the real story here. You know, it's clear that the, the tipping virus, it's spreading uncontrollably. We all know that now. As with most things in our culture, um, the solution is to get back to the basics, to return to tradition. The only people who should be asking for a tip are waiters and fast food delivery people. Even though the food delivery apps already charge service fees and delivery fees and delivery service fees and service delivery fees, and then they ask for a tip on top of all that. So you're paying $87 for a hamburger before you add the tip. Well, that's kind of a separate issue. Um, waiters and delivery people, still, they can ask for tips. A few other service jobs that have been grandfathered in, valets, coat checks, etc. Everyone else can make do with the wage that they're already being paid. You're already getting paid to do your job. That, that's why if you're at the checkout, you're... you're Paycheck is for this right here, this interaction where I'm giving you something, you're scanning it, you're taking the card. Like, that's what that's for. That's what your paycheck is for. It's for that. And that's how it used to be, and it's how it should be again. We can, get, we can get back there, but it's up to the customers to make that happen. The customers have to say no. See, this is the other element in the perfect storm that has led to this tipping pandemic. Most people in our culture, they don't know how to say no. They were never told no as kids. They never tell their own kids no. They never tell anyone, though. They tolerate everything. They accept everything. And they leave a tip whenever the prompt comes up because they, they don't want to say no in that context either. We have to recapture the long-lost art of saying no. As much as I complain about the proliferation of tipping, I'm really complaining on behalf of all of those people who are suckered into it because it's not actually a problem for me personally. I have no trouble saying no. I will hit the no-tip option on the checkout prompt without feeling the slightest tinge of guilt. Okay, Even if it's one of those things where they, they really ramp, ramp up the emotional blackmail but by asking you, Sometimes if you're in maybe, say, a, 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 a drive-through line, 
And I remember, I remember this happening in many circumstances when someone blindsides you and they're like, Hey, would you like to add a tip to this? And especially when you're with other people, it's, it's so awkward to say no. Um, so I can very much relate, relate to what Matt is saying. And they'll say, Oh, did you want to add the tip here? Like probably 90% of people in, especially then will say, Oh yeah, sure. I'll do. I have no problem saying, Oh no, I don't. Thank you for the opportunity. I don't, I'll just pay. I'll pay the actual amount that's on the receipt, and that's it. I uh, thank you so much for the opportunity to pay more, but I would I'd rather pay less. Actually, I'm not stealing the goods that I purchased. I've already paid for them. I don't feel morally compelled to voluntarily pay more than what they cost, because that's what the tip prompt is really asking. Here's your total. Would you like to make it more expensive? No, I would not like that. No, thank you. That's all. That's all we need to say. And saying no to tip to the tip prompts is just the start. It's good practice for all the other no's we should be saying. Emotional blackmail is a common tactic in our society, and it's used to advance all sorts of insidious agendas. The over-tipping agenda is, is not the most insidious, but it's not the least either. And the solution is the same either way. Just say no. And to those asking for undeserved tips, we can also say you're canceled. All right, here are my final thoughts on Matt Walsh's video. I really appreciate his frankness. I appreciate him making a video and putting himself out there. I think this is a very taboo subject. Not a lot of people want to talk about it. No one wants to come across cheap. No one, including Matt, wants to come across as saying he doesn't value people in the, in the service that he's doing. But he is saying what a lot of people are thinking, including myself. There's two camps. I do not want to be cheap. I do not want to be chintzy. And there are many times where I tip and I immediately regret it. The reason I regret it is I tipped out of peer pressure. I tipped because the thing was flipped and people were behind me and I didn't want to sound cheap. And so I click, you know, 20%, which is like a pretty big tip, especially when you're standing up, ordering yourself and then getting your food and then putting your food away. Like it is kind of crazy when you think about it. I The last latte I got for myself um, and I don't order uh, coffee out that much, but I remember being sticker shocked because I ordered a latte and it was $7 and they asked for a tip and I actually declined. And I thought through that. I was like, okay, was I being cheap? Was that wrong? Like I was overthinking it, but I was thinking like $7 latte, like that's insane. <laughs> like that's insane. I like my next question is when I go order juice somewhere and I'm paying $15 for, you know, fresh squeezed juice is the price built in is labor built in or, or am I expected to pay a tip? And so I think there's a very good questions that arise as it relates to tipping and the importance of that. And I think it's one of those bird and bees conversations because I wasn't really taught the whole tipping. I was told by my dad early on with really no, just no details to say, Hey, Caleb, 20%, 20% is the number. I don't know if that's high. I don't know if that's low, but pretty much you could be a great server. You could be a mediocre server. And what I'm usually going to do is I'm going to do 20% and then round up to the nearest dollar because I, I just, there's something OCD about me where I don't like going to the nearest penny. I'll just round up. And then if you're phenomenal service, I've tipped 25, 30%. It's not often, but if there, there's like excellent service, like there's a part of me that's like, man, I want to go above and beyond. But that has translated to almost everything. And I, I also have noticed the tipping culture has almost been a way for businesses to say, I'm going to mark up my products and people are going to pay more voluntarily, which is really interesting. It would be an interesting to take this tipping culture and figure out taxation and saying, what if we could take the voluntary tips that people are all being pressured into 
and apply it to taxes. I think the reason there's a difference, like I think there's a reason why people don't want to pay taxes, but they'll still tip is like there's that social pressure, but then there's also that human element. And unlike Matt Walsh, I've never been asked to tip if I'm like at a kiosk with nobody like grocery shopping, but there's always a tip like when I'm interacting with someone and there is that pressure, but there's also that money is tied to that person. And so I would encourage you, if you are thinking I'm crazy and you're thinking Matt Walsh is crazy, just at least ask, where's this money going? Um, Because the next point that Matt makes, which I think is really, really good, no matter what you think, is the importance of saying no, the importance of putting yourself out there, the importance of not being a sheep and letting a person or a screen tell you what to do. I think I personally can relate to doing things unintentionally just because I don't want to create friction or don't want to put myself out there. So for instance, I will tip just because it's easier to tip than to really be thoughtful or, or go the extra mile, especially if there's someone behind me, especially if I'm treating someone and, I'd, and I'm like, oh, I don't want them to think I'm cheap and all of this stuff. And so it is a very interesting subject to get into. And I think um, I remember Tim Ferriss wrote the four hour work week. He had one of those challenges where he's like, just go to a coffee shop and ask for a discount or just ask people for a discount. And the purpose of that is not because you want to save a dollar on your coffee, but the point is by asking by like putting yourself out there, you're like breaking from the norm and you're you're not just doing what everyone's saying. And as a result, you're thinking differently. And that thinking differently is a different energy, maybe just a more intentional vibration of what you're doing. And um, I'm not, I don't want to be too like new agey here, but I really do believe in how we, our thoughts and our actions really translate into what we need to be doing. And so that that is my initial thoughts. And so I appreciate Matt. I would love to hear your thoughts. On the flip side, I sat down with one of my good friends, Scott Donnell. He wrote the book, Value Creation Kid. He's a very successful entrepreneur. And, and he, he told me that one of his best pieces of advice that was given to his dad early on that has changed his life is his dad, when he dropped him off to college, gave him a $50 bill and said, son, tip well like tip well and you're, and this is going to be like a universal thing that w- what you should do and it will serve you well. And Scott has told me that this has been a, a game changer for him. And he's and I asked him a follow-up question because I very much like Matt Walsh was was very much like tip well, like I've, I'm already kind of annoyed that everyone's trying to, you know, get us to tip more. And he just said Caleb like when you tip well, you become more generous and that is something that really like that changes you. And we don't look at money from a scarcity, but we look at it from an abundance. And I want to be get like, I want, like, I don't want to think of money as like, I'm going to run out. I want to think about it as a multiplier. And so that mindset is, uh, again, a very intentional frequency that, you know, Scott goes in and really goes above and beyond because it just makes a difference. And it, it changes the way that he leads, he thinks, he loves and he just truly is an incredible person that I love being around. And so he just carries that. I'm just going to be generous. And that's going to translate into every area of my life, including tipping. And so it was just very interesting. It was very interesting timing, watching this video, having a conversation with Scott, being really thoughtful in this conversation. And, and so I, by all means, don't have like a black and white, this is what I'm going to do. But I am going to put myself out there and be more intentional and start asking more questions. And maybe I'll have a follow up to Better Wealth Reacts and maybe come and say, here is Caleb's framework for tipping when not to tip, when to over tip. And if any of you have videos that you think I should react to or thoughts or comments, I would love to hear from you. And like always, I hope you have a super, super intentional rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.